Pastor Henry Harder, the Renewal Singers, and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We return today to Romans chapter 11, moving on to verses 17 through 24. On our previous study, taken from verses 11 through 16, Paul began to explain the reason for the setting aside of the nation of Israel. Now, here in verses 17 through 24, he continues his explanation of God's plan and purpose for Israel and for the salvation of all mankind, Jew and Gentile alike. He is going to use the example of grafting to make his point. The usual procedure was to insert a shoot or slip of a cultivated tree into a common or wild one. However, we will see in these verses that the metaphor is used contrary to nature. We are going to see the grafting of a wild olive branch, the Gentiles, into a cultivated olive tree. Such a procedure is unnatural, which is precisely the point. Normally, such a graft would be unsuitable and unfruitful. Here now is what he writes. But some of these branches from Abraham's tree Some of the Jews have been broken off, and you Gentiles who were branches from, we might say, a wild olive tree were grafted in. So now you too receive the blessings God has promised Abraham and his children, sharing in God's rich nourishment of his own special olive tree. But you must be careful not to brag about being put into the tree to replace the branches that were broken off. Remember that you are important only because you are now a part of God's tree. You are just a branch, not a root. Well, you may be saying, those branches were broken off to make room for me, so I must be pretty good. Watch out. Remember that those branches, the Jews, were broken off because they didn't believe God, and you were there only because you do. Do not be proud, be humble and grateful and careful. For if God did not spare the branches that he put there in the first place, he won't spare you either. Notice how God is both kind and severe. He is very hard on those who disobey, but very good to you if you continue to love and trust him. But if you don't, you too will be cut off. On the other hand, if the Jews leave their unbelief behind them and come back to God, God will graft them back into the tree again. He has the power to do this. For if God was willing to take you who were so far away from him, being part of a wild olive tree, and graft you into his own good tree, a very unusual thing to do, Don't you see that he will be far more ready to put the Jews back again who were there in the first place? Lord, you are my life, you are my everything. Keep me close to you every minute of every day.
Here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. Paul wanted his people, the Jews, to have a creative encounter with Christ. He himself had such an encounter with Jesus the Messiah on the way to Damascus. In fact, one of the reasons Paul was preaching to the Gentiles was in the hope that his own people would be moved by envy and give the gospel and Jesus another look. But evidently the Gentiles, who had been converted because of Paul's preaching, exhibited some arrogance toward the Jews. They felt some superiority since they had been chosen to be the recipients of the gospel and the Jews were being passed by. God had evidently rejected Israel and turned to the Gentiles. So Paul uses a picture to teach these Gentiles at Rome that that wasn't the case. The symbol Paul uses is that of an olive tree. Olive trees were and are plentiful in the Holy Land. The root of the tree, which is the source of life and nourishment for the branches, has reference to Abraham and the patriarchs, the ones who were the foundation of Israel's religion. The natural branches, of course, refer to the Jews, to Israel. Because of unbelief, these natural branches were broken off and the believing Gentiles were grafted in. The foundation, the base, or the root remains the same. Now, hear Paul's words to the Gentiles. If some of the branches have been broken off, and you, though a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing sap from the olive root, do not boast over those branches. If you do... Consider this, you do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in, granted. 
but they were broken off because of unbelief, and you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but be afraid. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Consider, therefore, the kindness and sternness of God, sternness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. And if they do not persist in unbelief, they will be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. After all, if you were cut out of an olive tree that is wild by nature and, contrary to nature, were grafted into a cultivated olive tree, how much more readily will these, the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? The root of the olive tree contributes its character to the branches. The root comes first. The root is Abraham and those others who form the base of Israel's religion. The Gentiles who are grafted in should not feel arrogant because the natural branches Israel were broken off. They should remember their debt to the root. Gentile believers are indebted to Israel, not Israel to them. Abram, the first Hebrew, after all, is the father of all who believe, including believing Gentiles. The believing Gentiles evidently were proud of the fact that they were now the people of God, and Israel had been rejected forever. God said, Don't forget that first you owe a debt of gratitude to Israel because God used its forebears to bring Jehovahism to this planet. And second, remember, too, that if God broke off the natural branches, he could just as easily break off the engrafted branches. So Paul warns the Gentiles not to gloat with pride over the broken branches, the unbelieving Jews. After all, the Gentiles were grafted in because of faith, and pride might well remove them as a group from the tree as it did the Jews. I need to say before I close today that there is no room for anti-Semitism among believing Gentiles. I'm not saying that every political decision Israel ever made ought to be blindly supported. I am saying that as Gentile believers, we owe a great deal even to unbelieving Israel, as Paul indicates here. Paul does not allow his own Gentile converts to discriminate even against unbelieving Jews. God used that nation to bring his truth to our world and its people. We Gentile believers have inherited the blessings which God brought to our world through the Jews. This is what Jesus himself meant when he said salvation is of the Jews. One final point. The fact that the Jewish nation as a whole is currently continuing in unbelief with reference to Jesus the Messiah does not mean that that's the way it will always be. It would be more natural for God to graft back the natural branches than for him to continue with the unnatural branches. In fact, that is precisely what is predicted will happen. In verse 26, which I'll talk about tomorrow, Paul writes that all Israel will be saved. Israel will be grafted back in. Perhaps we already see that beginning as more individual Jews, remaining in every respect Jews, are coming to believe in increasing numbers that Jesus was and is indeed the long-awaited Messiah. Believing Gentiles ought to thank God for the nation which God used to teach 
the world about himself. new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.